from KUNR Reno Public Radio, this is Priced Out. A podcast about affordable housing. I'm Bree Zender. And I'm Joey Lovato. Today, we're going to air a piece from our reporter on Gray on community health, as well as a piece that I worked on regarding mental illness and its connection to affordable housing. Nearly half of the people that live in Washoe County are considered cost burdened meaning that they spend about 33% or more of their income on housing. Yeah, and that burden can have a major impact on many areas of a person's life. Things like food insecurity, which we will hear more about next week, to impacts on public health. So let's hear from our reporter, on Gray, who talked with Kevin Dick from the Washoe County Health District. Kevin Dick is the District Health Officer with the Washoe County Health District. Thanks for talking with us today. Well, thank you for having me. There was a recent report ranking the health of counties in Nevada, and Washoe placed ninth in the state, which means that it dropped five spots from the previous year. So, Kevin, how are health officials attributing the decline of this ranking, and how are they connecting it to the affordable housing crisis that we have in the region? The drop in our ranking was due to our uh, quality of life score dropping. And that score is based on people's reporting of their physical uh, health and their their mental health and how many poor mental health or poor physical health days they had in the the previous month. And those scores uh, both went up in Washoe County. We also have uh, a score in that county health rankings of 22% of our population uh, having severe housing problems. And we know that we have 50% of our uh, rental population is rent burdened, uh, spending more than 30% of their income on their rent. We feel that 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 is contributing to people's physical health and their mental health because of the stresses involved for people with low incomes to try to be able to maintain their housing and uh, tend to all their other needs with our high housing costs. And the Bay Area, which is not too far from here, we're all quite familiar with the housing crunch there because it's a very densely populated area. Looking at Oakland, there's been reports that there's been a rise in issues like asthma and depression and anxiety. What are some of the problems that we're seeing manifested here in the Washoe County area? The stress that's created by people paying so much of their income toward their rent that they don't have money left over to be able to buy nutritious foods for their families, to be able to afford health care services, to be able to pay for prescriptions that they need. So uh, that places a stress on families. There are parts of Nevada that are considered health care professional shortage areas. How is that affecting mental health professionals here in the region? In our area, we have moved just in this past year from being identified as a mental health provider shortage area to not being a shortage area. But I I think that that is uh, is really incorrect when you are on the ground and you see what the situation is. The basis of defining a shortage area is just looking at how many licensed professionals are providing those mental health uh, services per number of people in our community. But those services are not available to many people that really need them in our community uh, because we have mental health providers that are not providing uh, services to Medicaid uh, clients. We really need to increase the, the number of providers that are providing those services to the people that really need them that don't have 
uh, abundant final financial resources. And we've seen a huge expansion of insurance coverage uh, in our state through the Medicaid expansion. And we need to be able to uh, utilize that program to have people get the services they need. Kevin Dick is with the Washoe County Health District. Thanks for sharing your insights with us today. Thank you, Juan. Okay, so we just heard that piece from On Gray, um, talking to Kevin Dick, and now we're going to go into a piece that you did recently, Bree, where we talk about how affordable housing is affecting people with mental illness. Yeah, I spoke with a mother in Reno whose adult son is struggling with mental illness and also housing and how they relate to each other. Um, is this something that's prevalent in the community? I, I sure think so. It's pretty common knowledge that a lot of homeless people also have mental illness and especially if they don't have a support system they have a hard time supporting themselves. How else are people with mental illness being affected by the housing problem in Reno? Well a lot of them are living on social security disability and with the rent prices going up those incomes stay the same a lot like regular income kind of it has been staying stagnant in Reno but uh, with social security you can't be like, hey, can I have a promotion? You know, was this a was this a difficult story to report on? It certainly was something that was difficult to talk about. But um, Erica was just a really great talker. She was a really she was a lot of fun to talk to. I only probably asked her about three questions the whole interview, and she just we talked for a couple hours. And um, she was a Hungarian woman. She had lots of Hungarian embroidery around, so it was kind of a cool environment to be in and she she really had a lot of struggles in life she was a refugee from Hungary she came here when she was 18 she has two children with disabilities her we mostly talked about Cornell her son but her daughter has cerebral palsy oh um, wow and so she, and she was a single mom so she she talked a lot about raising them and the struggles that they encountered with their individual disabilities and what their life is like now All right, well, yeah, let's go ahead and I'll listen to your piece. Awesome. I met Erica Toth at her apartment in Reno, near the Truckee River. She spent her childhood in Hungary and has lived in California for the past several decades before moving to Reno in 2012 to be near her son, Cornell. So this is Cornell when he was on medication. He's clean cut. He's a handsome person, I think. Of course, I'm his mother. I agree, too. He's a pretty <laughs> handsome guy. Yeah. He was a very intelligent child. He was always in gifted children's programs. He was very artistic. Cornell has bipolar disorder, along with schizoaffective disorder. He lived with his mother in South Lake Tahoe until he was in his mid-40s before moving to his own apartment in Reno. He was 29 before I could get him on medications. He, he just didn't have the ability, the consistency, ability to prioritize. He wasn't able to work and he wasn't able to really go to school. Cornell was living on Social Security disability checks. Erica says he received $1,085 a month, with $500 a month from that check going towards his rent. He really loved his independence, and he was doing really well on his medication. I was, I was very pleasantly surprised, and we both agreed that moving out on his own at age 46 
was really a good thing because now we both know that he can survive after I died. Erica says Cornell lived in Reno for several years. Then his rent jumped to $550 a month in 2016. That may not seem like much, but it further limits his tight social security budget for food and other supplies. And then Cornell decided to stop taking his medication. And without the medication, he turned very hostile to me. When I called him, he wouldn't talk to me. I went there uh, on his birthday to his apartment because I kept trying to open the door to communicate and get him back into treatment. So I go to his door and there is the eviction notice on the door. Cornell had been evicted for non-payment of rent. He didn't keep track of the dates, and he probably didn't keep track of his money very well either. Despite her months of searching, Erica hasn't seen him since last year. She thinks he's living on the streets unmedicated, where she says he puts himself and others at a safety risk. She still keeps the door open for him to come back. All I have to do is just think of what would we do if he showed up. There are several areas where I could have bought a place for him if I was willing to give up all my savings. And over time, I simply got priced out of the market. Erica is a retired medical social worker. She knows firsthand that other people in the area are getting priced out of the market, too. And some of these people who are homeless are elderly, disabled. There is no way all these people, hundreds of people, would be able to find something affordable. And I love my son deeply. I, you know, God gave me a challenge and I will not disappoint God. I will always do the level best I can. In the weeks that have passed since Erica and I spoke, she still hasn't heard from Cornell. Thanks for listening to this episode of Priced Out. We have more on our website, KUNR.org, like pictures and videos. Go check it out there. Also, you please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen. The music in today's episode was by Freedom Trail Studio and Pachabell. Our theme song was written especially for us by local Reno band, People With Bodies. Thanks to Michelle Billman and Michelle Matis, our editor and digital producer. Today's stories were by Andre and by Ubri. I'm Bree Zender. And I'm Joy Lovato. Thank you for listening. <laughs>